What's up, everyone? This is JLP, the host of Master Singular Podcast, and I'm so excited tonight because I have a special guest with me who's known by Katie Pop's Secrets, and it's a very much so a pleasure to have her on this podcast as we continue our discussion uh, regarding love versus lust, and the subtopic for tonight is called Waiting and Love, and we're just excited to really discuss further what with us concerning these topics and also more um, as it relates to these topics. So thank you so much for joining us, Katie. You can go ahead and just introduce yourself so that our listeners could be familiar with you. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, so again, I go by Katie. I have two Instagram pages at Katie Pop Secrets and at Spiritually Faithful. And basically my goal is just basically to empower women um, through my experiences and through um the things that I've learned, you know, just providing daily motivation and just daily tools to walk out like, you know, our God-given purposes. Amen. That's awesome. That's so awesome, Katie. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, but I go by my initial JLP and the P is actually, um, it stands for purpose, you know, and so that's amazing that you love speaking about purpose. Um, and I feel, especially as believers, purpose should be our top priority and our main goal. Exactly. Um, yeah. And um, like one of my favorite verses is Ephesians 2.10. And it is an, it's a powerful verse, really, that really encourages us to remember that God predestined us in Christ Jesus to do good works. And so that is awesome what you're doing. And we just pray that God would continue to lead you to speak on purpose and help other people as well to walk in their purpose with confidence. Thank you. You're very welcome. So Katie, I'm so excited to just further the discussion with you. Um, You know, the previous episode, I was talking about love versus less, and it actually landed on during the week of love, right? Leading to Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, it's crazy because it's like we are familiar with both terms. But what I find interesting is that even until now, a lot of people have difficulty differentiating love and lust, you know, and one of the things that I discussed in the previous episode is that at times people feel like lust has to be very sensual or like very ungodly um, to be categorized as, as lust. But not necessarily like lust could be even something that look innocent. Yeah. But if you don't have like the wisdom of God and if you don't read like passages like First Corinthians chapter three, which was the passage that I used to talk more on that topic, you're going to really like find yourself sometimes confused to really know the difference between the two. Honestly, I feel like it's such to be honest with you, I think those are such in really deep topics and I think we could technically go on and on with that topic because I think there's so many definitions and meanings to what people think that it should mean but I guess just for my basic uh, not even basics I would say just generally how I perceive it in my head when I think of the two is that I think of Mm -hmm. lust being something that's temporary lust is something that's limited lust is something that's like I feel like the word in itself, like in itself, is an agenda. If that makes any sense, exactly. right? And it's whereas, sense. yeah, whereas love, I feel like is more in the spirit. Love is more, mm-hmm. um, you know, love is more connected to God. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But like mm-hmm. I said, I feel like it's so deep. I mean, you, we could technically have a conversation about this like continuously. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is deep and um that's why i'm so excited to really have this discussion with you i feel like especially for the singles out there i know at times singlehood is not easy especially if you have a single that has been single for quite some time or like for many years and they're like questioning you know how come i'm still single um i'm doing this i'm doing that i'm trusting god i'm working my purpose but yeah here i am still single and you see this sister or this brother you know they're in healthy relationships or they're soon to be married um etc but at times it's like you know we're focused on one side to the situation right we're focusing on just going into the season of marriage or going into a new relationship without even really studying like you said like these terms lust versus love and i feel like um everyone should at least have an idea yeah i mean for me personally i from what i've learned through my experience i feel like so what lust lust is to just do you get what i'm saying is like I feel like we could be so excited for a new season but we don't really necessarily prepare ourselves well enough to have success. Yeah, I think season. that's definitely true. I think that what I've learned is that you can never really look at other people's journey. You never look at people's story because what I learned is what you see compared to what people tell you are two different things or what's going on are two different things. So look at your own path, mm-hmm. look at your own journey and don't watch other people because you really don't know what's going on in the scope of people's relationships and not to say that people have bad relationships. There are people that have really great relationships, but at the end of the day, there's people who don't have such great relationships, right? And you look at the outside of something and you don't really know what's going on inside. So I say the most important thing and which I've learned is to work on yourself. Trust me, from my experience, I think mm-hmm. working on yourself um diving into purpose diving right. into god trust me will lead you to the path mm-hmm. of you finding that person that's for you it says in the bible if you ask anything in his name he will give it to you so if you are desire not everybody desires to have a partner right some people do some people don't but if you exactly. desire to have it and you lay mm-hmm. that down before god and say hey this is what i desire this is what i want it will come to pass Don't even stress about it, don't fret about it, don't look at the time period because God doesn't work in the sense of time or a number. You know what I mean? It should be done by this time. He knows when to give you exactly what you need. So focus on building your capacity, focus on walking in your purpose, mm-hmm. focus on being the person that whoever you meet that they're going to be like oh my god she's exactly what i needed for myself too you know what i mean because not only do you want specific things in a person you want to be that person for somebody else because there's somebody else that's praying for you you know what i mean so i think it's really yeah really exactly. really important for you to just work on yourself and just to trust have faith and with everything that we learn we know that the word and god is everything is about faith so just have faith that whatever you ask in his name it's going to be done and just do the work within yourself to make sure that you're prepared for that next level i love that i really do um i i love that you touched on just working on yourself so pretty much self discovery yeah. you know i feel like the season of singlehood is all about self discovery and even when we go back to scripture like when we look at the story of adam right in genesis chapter 2 we see here like god is giving adam instructions he's saying to adam you know take care of this land and so pretty much that is in fact an instruction that god gives to adam that he's actually hoping for mm-hmm. adam to obey and to trust him enough to work that land, yeah you know and i feel like 
I feel like that land that God gave Adam is actually a representation of purpose for him mm-hmm. and to us as well. And so that season, um, one of the key things that we need to really invest in, like you said, is to work on ourselves and to also steward our purpose, to also be obedient with what God has given us as it relates to purpose and the assignments yeah. that he has for us. And, you know, speaking of Adam's story, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 to 17, you know, Adam actually received his first assignment, and that was again to work the land. And what I found interesting, Katie, is that after verse 17, verse 18 comes along, and that is when God says to Adam, even if it was wasn't really Adam in particular, but he's saying it to the other members in the Holy Trinity. So um, pretty much Jesus, right, and Holy Spirit. He says to them, he says, it is not good uh-huh. for man to be alone. And I find it, I find it very fascinating that it comes right after the fact that Adam was actually obedient to do the very thing that God had instructed uh-huh. him to do. <laughs> and that's just so amazing to me because I feel like sometimes we think that, you know, God doesn't listen to our prayers or we think that God doesn't want us to enter a particular season. But it seems here that God always loved to prepare us for a new season or to prepare us for a blessing. And I do see this in the case of Adam. So I just want to hear your view um, in regards to his story and what you have to um, say. On the that. way I look at God, I think that everything that he does is very strategic and we don't obviously we don't always get to to understand the ways to which he works but i think that everything Mm -hmm. is strategically planned out strategically crafted and strategically planned for you to win even though you might go through seasons or sometimes where it seems rough at the end of the day the word declares that you will win so i think that everybody needs to hold on to that (laughs) mentality that no matter how rocky the road gets no matter how many scratches you get along the journey you it's been declared it's already been written he went on that cross and already declared that you already won at this life right um just going back to what you were talking about i feel like again i was in a really long i was in a relationship for a really long period of time and i was so consumed in that relationship Mm -hmm. And I focus so much on that person and on that relationship that I really neglected myself. You know, I neglected just to really figure out who I was, what I wanted out of life. You know, I think sometimes we're so focused on getting into that relationship or having that, you know, that, um, I don't know, marriage, whatever, boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend status that you just forget that you you lose yourself in a sense, right? And I was in a season where I looked back and I'm like, wow. I spent so long in a relationship where I was so focused on the other person, sorry, so focused on the other person and so focused on the relationship that I neglected me. I neglected to really find out what I was here for. I neglected to really seek the purpose as to what God wanted me to do with my life. So when I came out of that relationship and I started to, again, I've always been a Christian. I've always been in the word, but when I came out of that relationship, I really got more into the word just again with a lot of things that transpired in that in that circumstance but I realized that wow like I didn't take the time to really discover me to really seek for what God really was calling me to do and I think a lot of the times we just neglect that so if you're in a season of just being in singleness take that Mm -hmm. opportunity to really 
dig deep, really ask God what it is that he wants you to gain out of life, what he wants you to do and go hard at it. Go make do go big at it. You know what I mean? Build yourself to that capacity level where you're just like you've you you've reached that status quo where God's like, wow, my good and faithful servant, like you're doing good. You've done good. You know what I mean? And again, when you're in that realm of just walking with God, just things will align. You don't even have to ask, like things will come, things will flow in that presence and around you, I believe. Right. So. Oh my goodness. Kate, you said something that was spot on. Oh my gosh. You said like when you're actually about your father's business, right? You don't even have to ask for certain things. And that's just so fascinating because we see this play out even when it comes to Adam's love story to Eve. It's like Adam was good. <laughs> you know, Adam had the whole um, land to his care. So he was chilling. He didn't really care yeah. about anything else. For him, that was paradise. He he felt like he had everything that he needed, right? Like, so basically he was not in want. Like he didn't have yeah. any other desire because God was his everything. And it's so and it's so surprising to me in a, in a way um, that that is when the Lord steps up and says to him, you know, or says to um, Jesus and Holy Spirit, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for Adam to be alone here. I mean, look at him. He's able to follow my instructions. I see he is being a good steward to what it is that I told him to do. And it makes sense for him to have a partner to do even more as well and for them to also enjoy each other's company and so what you said is very key because that is when God introduced um to Adam you know the potential uh, of having a marriage with his wife Eve but I feel like that would have never come into play Mm -hmm. if Adam was not content you know if Adam was not content being alone and just accepting the company that he had in God the Father you know and that is so important and I I just really pray for those of you guys who are single who sometimes you feel like singlehood is you know is a lonely season it's a blessing it can be a blessing (laughs) and that season God is shaping you right God is is shaping you and also what God is doing he's showing you that you can be content in him because he's your everything yeah that's good wow that's that's amazing to me and I just and I just wanted to just um touch bases as well when I'm thinking about the same situation with um Adam and how he actually reached a level of contentment like you said he didn't even ask for a future spouse the Lord himself saw it that he was in need of a future spouse mm-hmm. even before he thought he was in need of a future spouse and the Lord just presented that blessing to him and that just reminded me of David as well the relationship that David had with God like if we read um, Psalm 23 verse 1 David here is saying to mm-hmm. God the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing and I feel like and I feel like too that verse actually correlates to how Adam was feeling as well in the land and the garden he didn't have any want. He didn't have any lack exactly. because he had God Himself. I just want I just want to hear like your um, your view on this as well, in regards to the whole being content and how being content and knowing that God is the one that makes you whole is actually what um, caters to blessings that actually attracts. Um, you to okay, I just so want to hear your from, point of view. I guess I'm not. I guess to make things a little bit simpler, simplified, I'm going to speak in regards to me trying, 
I'm going to tell you the process of how I kind of, what I kind of went through in regards to just discovering the person that I'm with right now, if that makes any sense. So for me, basically, I felt like God put me yes. in a season of like extreme uncomfortability. When I mean extreme uncomfortability, it was like, it was just him uprooting just the things I was thinking, what I was doing. It was a season of like, I couldn't escape what I was feeling. There was something wrong and it was like God was like pulling me to him and it was just like, I was so uncomfortable. I was so, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like my spirit was not at ease and it was just Mm. like I started to get into the word. I had to draw closer to him, right? So I was in a season of just uncomfortability. I had to draw closer to Mm -hmm. him and as I drew closer to him, then he kind of started to speak things to me. He started telling me like things that I needed to remove out of my life things that I kind of needed to do right and through all those things I felt like the next step for me was just Mm -hmm. a test of obedience right and I won't go into the details of whatever that situation Mm -hmm. was but it was sort of like he was like I needed you to do this and that situation for me was like what (laughs) I know I didn't hear you Mm -hmm. right you did not just tell me to do what you're telling me to do right (laughs) and I I held off for so long with that situation and I was like no that can't be it like I need to rehear that because that's not it and again I just grew so uncomfortable like when I say I was not at peace I was not at peace to the point where I was like one day I literally was at home and I fell on my knees and I was like okay god I will do it I will do it tears and all I will do it and I ended up doing even though it took me time, I ended up just listening and obeying. And a couple months after that, that's when God kind of just revealed as to why he was doing what he was doing to me in that season and just entering me into a different season of life. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, honestly, you're going to be in a season of uncomfortability. He's going to bring you closer to him. He's going to give you revelation. And I feel like there's always some sort of test to see just how much you, how much connected you are to him. And if you're Mm -hmm. actually going to trust and obey for him directing right. you, right? So, yeah, yeah. That that is so true. That is so true. And I love what you um said there. You were saying that it was a season where you felt like God was drawing you uh, near Him because there were certain things perhaps that were in your heart, you know. And God wanted to just remove those things from your heart. That was, um, it's it was actually making you feel like you weren't operating in the in a place of freedom and God wanted to really remove those things from your heart so you can operate in freedom you can operate in purpose and um be at ease right and and that's interesting because um as we shared concerning Psalm 23 verse 1 um the type of term or let's say the type of name that David referred to God is shepherd and you know he said the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing and something that interested me um, with that specific term so I just went ahead and went to Merriam-Webster to see the definition and get this Katie it is something that you already shared with me just now it says the term shepherd is a person who tends sheep and the synonym that they use for shepherd guess what coach counsel guide lead mentor pilot show tutor And so pretty much in that season that you were in, Katie, God was actually counseling you. He was actually leading you. He was actually guiding you. He was actually mentoring you for where you are now and for where he is taking you in the future. And and to me, that is just awesome. And once you see God um, as your shepherd, right, you know, just like David said, 
you know, I lack nothing. We too in ourselves are like, oh my goodness, the relationship that I have with God, it's just so beautiful and so genuine that I really feel okay. I really feel okay where I'm I'm at in this season. You know, I don't really feel to rush anything. I want to go ahead and just be grateful, right? And just be content of where I am because I know it is God who is leading me. It is God who is coaching me. It is God who is counseling me. It is God who is mentoring me for my purpose so that I can reach my destiny. And so that's awesome, Katie. That's powerful, yeah. Um, I appreciate you for sharing that. Right? I'm I'm blown away how, you know, literally the Holy Spirit is like whatever you share yeah. is like he's been sharing the same with me as well. And so I give God glory for that. Um, yeah, I give God glory for that indeed. And something else I wanted to add to is that you spoke on something that was very key as well. And it goes hand in hand with what the Spirit of God was sharing with me. You said in that particular season... Um, you were in a relationship and it's like God was making you do something that was difficult. He was making you do something to get you out of your comfort zone, you know, and it was very like not an easy thing for you to do. Let's face it. When you're with someone and you have invested your time and energy within a relationship, it's God, not that yeah. easy to just catch <laughs> Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when you find yourself now deciding to detach yourself from that person especially when you feel like it is the lord that's leading you to detach yourself from that person or perhaps it's you feeling like this is the best option for you you will notice that your spirit mm-hmm. at the same time is still not not at ease there's still a, a type of like recklessness right you, you it's like a it's, 100%. yeah it's like a conviction it's literally like a conviction on your heart go it's ahead. like no matter where you go right. you'll see something on tv someone will say something <laughs> to you like it's something that just does not go away it's like a pounding that's like knock 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 and it's just no matter what you do you can't escape it but you can suppress it but you're not <laughs> going to be able to get away from it it's just a conviction that's just there and it's like the 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 longer it takes, the the um the louder it gets. <laughs> you know, it starts off quiet. You know, like do this, and it, you ignore it, and it's like, no, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna up the level. I'm gonna up it. You know, <laughs> so yeah, that is so true. What you're saying right there, I feel like at that point too. That's that's why it's very important for us to make sure that we see God as father we see God as our shepherd we see God as our caregiver if you if you want to put it that way and so when we feel like our soul is in great anguish you know we could be like David like he says in Psalm 23 verse 3 he says that God refreshes my soul wow God refreshes my soul and so if you are a single sister or if you are a single brother I want you to understand in your season of singlehood this is a season where God he wants to refresh your soul he wants for you to understand that you do not need materialistic things you do not need attention you do not need even another person to be the one to refresh your soul something I shared with the listeners in an old um, podcast episode Katie is that you know who better Mm -hmm. knows our soul except God who created our soul you know sometimes it's like we feel if as long as we have another person to keep us company then that means we're gonna have that inner peace that we're we're wanting or that we're we're hungry for 
but I just want for our listeners to understand the only person that's better to take care of your soul or of your well-being is God the Father is God I mean for me personally I feel like I'm literally in a point of my life like I do have my small community of friends obviously because I think that's super essential and super important but for me it's like I go before God if I need to cry I'm I'm gonna cry (laughs) if I need to say that I'm upset about something I go to him and I tell him I'm upset I tell him that it's not fair you know what I mean I go to him as a friend and normally I'm and again it's not something that you develop overnight it's things that you work at right just to me I'm trying to get to that level where it's like Mm -hmm. before I go to anybody else I go to him and I say hey this is how I'm feeling like this is what's going on like you know thank you for this I'm not happy with this show me why this is happening you know what I mean like just making sure that he's your initial um go-to person and then everybody after that I guess you can say right but just building just building that capacity where you have such an intimate relationship with him that you can hear him in like just in everything that you do you know I know a lot of people always say like how do you know when you're hearing from God and I think or sorry how do you know like how do you hear from God? And I think a really great way of doing that is just to get in the word, read your mm-hmm. Bible, spend 20, 30 minutes a day with him. And trust me in the most, Amen. it's not like you hear a verbal voice like, oh, do this or whatever. But in the things that you read, in the moments where you're silent and you're still and you're seeking him, things will just come into your spirit. So it's just like seek him. Amen. Yeah, seek him, spend time with him. That's Let so him be true. your go-to person. Don't like, I mean, we're human beings. Tell him how you feel. Tell him if you're mad. Tell him if you're sad. Tell him you're going through a season where you're feeling lonely. Like, just talk to him. Let him know. Let him be that comfort. Let him guide you. Let him send the resources and the people or whatever he needs to do to help you and assist you in that time. But he hears you. You just need to get in a spot where you're still enough to to hear him back. And I think that for me, that was something that I, I learned after time is like, I'm talking, but I wasn't listening. So just spend the time to 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 listen to, right? Wow, that's that's so good, Katie. That's so good. Um, you know, I, I love what you said. You, you speak to God as a friend, and I think that is important for every believer, whether you're single or not. You know, we have to try to see that God is not just all powerful, but um, God, he is our closest friend. And if we don't see him that way, he can become our closest friend. Like you said, if we just have a more intimate time with the Lord and prayer and reading his word. Um, And one of my favorite Bible characters is David for that reason. Like David was always transparent with the Lord. Like David didn't hold nothing back. Like when he was upset. He expressed that to the father. Of course, he yeah. still expressed it to the father with respect, of course. But he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't harbor that pain. You know what I'm saying, or that frustration. But he released it to the father. Um, and every time when he released it to the father, one of the things that I really admire about David is that um, he he goes ahead and then remind himself of what God did for him in the past. So even though he finds himself frustrated, mm-hmm. he's like, "But Lord, I know you're faithful to deliver me." You are the God who delivers. You are the God who uplifts me. You are the God who holds my right hand. And so I just I just love and appreciate what you just said. And I just want to encourage you guys right now. If you feel like you're in a place, you don't feel like anyone understands you or you feel completely isolated, like you lack community or lack help or counsel, um, do, what, do what Katie did or do what David did or 
rather do what it is that you feel that best helps you um, to really express your emotion. Go ahead to God and let it out. Let the Lord know what it is that troubles you, what it is that you feel that you're missing. And as you are honest to God, he's able to meet you right there where you are. And like Katie says, as you speak to him, allow yourself time to process um, what it is that God is communicating back to you. To share this with you, Katie, there was a point in my life where it was difficult for me to hear from God for that same reason, because I felt like the Lord needed to hear him audibly, right? So I can say, oh, you know, God spoke to me. I heard his voice. But the thing is, God speaks to us in many ways. Sometimes God speaks to us through peace. Maybe you were having a bad day, but because you prayed, all of a sudden you feel like this weight of peace just came upon you. That is God speaking to you in that moment saying everything is going to be all right. I know you had a bad day, but listen, everything is going to be all right because I'm the one that is leading you. I'm the one that is able to refresh your soul. Like David said in Psalm 23 verse 3. And so from that being said then, Katie, it seems here that we can say singleness is about encountering God. You know, it's about allowing God to really journey with us mm -hmm. as he prepares us for purpose and the blessings he has for us. And what I love too that you added in the beginning, because we are encountering the Lord in singlehood, then in turn, we also oh, identify yeah. or discover sure. our true identity. Um, I think that when I got to a point in my life where, not even, because like I said, I always grew up in church. I always went to church. I always knew about God. I always had that foundation. Um, so this realm of, mm -hmm. um, you know, being in the word is not new to me. But what I will say is new to me is the fact that there's different levels of faith. And I think that I didn't understand that. Um, and so as I got older and connected with people, I realized right. that there's different, there's different levels to it. You know, there's, there's the, the basic there, you know what I mean? There's just different mm -hmm. phases and different levels of it. And I just started to realize that. And again, as I yeah. uh, drew deeper mm -hmm. into my relationship with God, not only was he, was my relationship getting deeper, but I was starting to discover, you know, things about myself, discovering my purpose, just really figuring out who I am, who, you know, who, mm -hmm. why God created me. Like, what is significant about me? Like, what Amen. do you want me to do with my life? How can I help people? You know, like, it just becomes, um, it, your your relationship with yourself even becomes heightened because your expectations of people, the things that you start to do, like just things just start to change. You know what I mean? Like, so I just think it's just mm -hmm. if you if yeah. you're not in that spot where you're trying to deepen your faith with God, like get into that zone, take that leap, and go blindly into just spending time with God. You know, really digging deep into the words of like who he is because everything about what you want to know about who he is is in the word you just got to take the time to to get into it right amen that is so true um Katie. Mm -hmm. that is so true <laughs> and at times i know that it's easier said than done but you know god just god just loves our effort you know god just loves when we demonstrate an action to show him, okay, I want to know you, Lord, you know, and I'm curious to know about the purpose you have for my life. And one of the things I recognize, right, in singlehood is that in mm -hmm. our singlehood, we do have this curiosity for self, right? Who are we? Where did we come from? 
what are we supposed to do and what is fascinating to me is that as you have this curiosity the beautiful mm-hmm. thing that happens right after is that you end up having a god encounter and so for some of some of the singles right now um who maybe perhaps you're feeling like you're not close to god or maybe you want to be closer to god you know take katie's advice remember that the word of god tells you all about god and all about his plan for your life the more that you invest in his word and the more too that you pray his word back to him you will soon find out that god was with you the whole time and you're able to have those god encounters just like david mm-hmm. did right and just like other um faith figures in the bible and so from that being said katie you know that brings me to this conclusion and and that is you know the season of singlehood i feel like is a season where god want us to master our trust in him you know um again i believe trusting god is key and one of the reasons why i feel like trusting god is key because if you trust god then you're showing to the lord okay you you are trustworthy yourself he is able to reveal certain things yeah. to you because he knows that you'll be loyal to him you get what i mean and so right and so i believe if we're able to um strengthen our trust muscle in god and in, in our singlehood um then we'll be able to trust him exactly even in the seasons that come after singlehood you know and and something i love to share with our listeners is that you know we don't learn to trust him once we get into a relationship we don't learn to oh, trust yeah. him once we get married but we need to learn that is to so trust powerful him right here, i love right it now, i love love, love what single. you just said there because i think it's <laughs> such key i think like you said the singlehood period is for you to have the foundation that it takes that if you are praying to be married if you are praying to be a wife if you are praying to be a husband that you have the capacity to be those things right so everything that you're praying right. for that when it comes you have that capacity right. within you to be able to handle it to handle success to handle you know what i mean all of those things so it's like build yourself wow stand Amen. firm in him and take in everything that he has That's to so give true. you in that season of you being with him and having that time to spend with him. That's so good, Katie, you know. And going back to David and what he quoted in Psalm 23, I feel like I believe David in a sense reached that realization mm-hmm. as well in his season of isolation or of, you know, loneliness because there were times where, you know, his enemies were out to get him, right? And so he probably felt during those moments that God yeah. left him to die or left them defenseless, right? But but there was something within him, right, that just kind of like quieted his spirit and reminded him who the Father has always been to him. And I believe that's what led him to just write that powerful quote there, you know, that the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Mm-hmm. When we could trace back and see what God brought us out of, you feel like you can say it in confidence just like David the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing you know like it doesn't matter what comes what may because god is my shepherd i know he's going to lead me to victory i know he's going to lead me to healing i know he's going to lead me to opportunities i know he's going to lead me to open doors i know he's going to lead uh, me to the right people you know and so that's very powerful what you also said there and um I believe it's in that moment too like when we learn to trust God and master our trust in him in in the season of singlehood um we soon discover as well that you know God is our everything you know and that God is all that we need you know 
and I feel like that's why David said, you know, I'm not in want. Why, why should I be in <laughs> if God is greater than anything else? <laughs> you know, that I, I just love the psalmist. Like he, like I just pray all of us can reach that level of intimacy with God because I love how he just came to that mm-hmm. actualization. Like, hey, God is everything. Not only is he everything, but he is the creator of everything. And so because my trust is in him and I view him as father, then whatever I need, I know he shall supply, you know? And I just, I just find that like very fascinating. And I just pray that, you know, our listeners right now, that they're encouraged to know that God, he is under control. I don't know what is going on in your life right now. I don't know what type of want or desire that you have, but I just want you to know that God is faithful to handle your desires and God will never give you less than what you deserve. Like God actually has more than what you expect for yourself. And sometimes I feel like it's hard for us to realize that, you know, we feel like God doesn't know what we want. (laughs) You know, like God doesn't know what we need, but he does. Exactly. And he always gives us better than what we ever asked for. And so, um, Katie, I just wanted to know too, like, you know, I, we spoke on just trusting God and we spoke on just really being transparent with the Lord. Um, and I don't want for our listeners to feel as if, you know, they don't have like a choice to have mm-hmm. desires. Like they, they shouldn't have desires, like desires. Are no, definitely. <laughs> because yeah. that's not what we're saying here. So, um, <laughs> so Katie, so Katie, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't say like desires are themselves bad. Or we shouldn't have them but um i would say that we should still be content when god is all that we have in a particular season where there's a lack of company you know or like physical goodness because sometimes like for example the situation that's going on in texas right now is very severe people have been without power for days you know um but what i found beautiful right and what i found very uh, convicting to the heart is that although they were out of power for many days i'm seeing little kids building snowmen i'm seeing people um just playing you know hide and go seek just with candles light lighted up in their homes i'm like wow they still mm-hmm. notice although there's no mm-hmm. power they could still be at peace they could still be filled with joy and i feel that's the same thing that god wants for his children he wants us to know even if you're not able to see like the physical manifestation of the goodness mm-hmm. that he has for you he wants you to know the goodness is still there the goodness still surrounds you you know and i just want to you know listen to you and what you have to say in a particular season where you yourself felt like maybe there wasn't any physical goodness um but i just want to hear your point of view and how god was able to like you know squish your perspective and say hey katie um, perhaps in this season you feel like you're missing out, but here is what um, is right in front of you that I'm I have just to trying to, if to you don't pinpoint mind. a time. Sorry, can like are you looking for a specific scenario that, or just to yeah, like for like for example, perhaps there was something. Okay, let's just say this. Perhaps there was a particular opportunity that you were believing for wanting but in that particular season it did not happen for you and so you felt like oh boy I don't have anything good going for me um but then Mm -hmm. perhaps God was just showing you hey Katie maybe you missed out on this but there's something right in front of you that I have given you 
but because you were so focused in what you were lacking in this season yeah you you um, you weren't able to see because what was like right i said i've me. been i've been fortunate that i've always sort of grown up in church for me my don't get me wrong i have moments or days where i'm just like i don't mm-hmm. like i just don't know things are not working out things i'm crying like i have those moments i'm human just like anybody else i have a flesh just like anybody mm-hmm. else but what i've come to recognize is that right when the praises go up the blessings come down so even in moments where i feel i feel mm. my flesh feels like i'm defeated even through my tears i'm gonna say you know what it is well i'm right. grateful i'm thankful i still have a bed and i find things that you know what i mean things that i i take for granted which are still blessings so even though in another area of my life if it's not working out i'm still grateful for other things in my life i can see you know what i mean like i just start becoming grateful for other things in other areas of my life because i'm Amen. as i I just realized that the things we take for granted, the things that we think you you have somewhere to stay, you have a bed, you have water that you can take a shower, like, you know what I mean? The simplicities of life. No, wait, people laugh, but it's true. You woke up and you, you were able to see, you took your legs out of your bed. Like, you know what I mean? Your hand moved to, no, it sounds basic, but it's not, yeah. It's not a thing that everybody has. Yeah, people struggle I get what, on a daily basis you're with from. health mm-hmm. matters, with like different things. So. I'm just learning that, you know what, in those moments where I feel like things are not going so well in certain areas of my life, I'm just going to give praise and thanksgiving for what is going, like, good. And like I said, it doesn't mean that I'm not of the, like, I don't feel things. Of course I try. Of course things don't go my way. Of course there's certain things that I want more Mm -hmm. of, but I'm just choosing a different route. I'm deciding that I'm going to have faith blind faith and i'm just gonna say you know what thank you god for even with the tears dripping down my face (laughs) i'm gonna say thank you god for what i have thank you for loving me thank you that today is gonna (laughs) be a good day you know what i mean and i think you just have to change the men yeah the mentality of like how you see things it's all about perspective and that's something that i had to grow to understand everything in your life is about perspective yes so change the lens of like what you're seeing you know so that's how i see it but again, like I said, I'm human and I feel things. I cry. Things don't sometimes work out the way that I want it to go. Like I have moments where I want to give up. But like I said, I try to say, okay. I try to center myself and I try to say, okay, you know what? Amen. But these things are working for me. And like what the points that you've made before, I try in those moments. And again, it's not an easy thing. I think it's something that you have to practice. And it's like, I go back and I say, but God was good Mm -hmm. this time. Do you remember when he did this for you? You remember when you came out of that and you thought you were going to come out of that? Remember when you got that job? You you know what I mean? When you didn't even deserve like. So I try to go back in my, you know, my repository of my mind. And I'm like, okay, this is what I've like. Exactly. And I have like, what I try to do for myself is on my, in my room, I have like a, um, it's like a board. And basically I just try to put things on that board that is a reflection of things that I can Mm -hmm. say, yes, I remember that, you know, yes, like that happened type of thing. So just have a reminder. Um, I don't know, however you want to do it. If it's something I have sticky notes, like all over my room, like people would be like, what is going on? But, you know, just to remind yourself of, like, God's goodness and just train your mind, like, decide that you're going to try something different, right? And my trying something different is that in moments where I feel like I just can't anymore, even if I'm crying, I'm still going to say, but, but God, you know, like, you have been good, so...
That is so, so powerful as well, what you just said. You know, um, and, and, and a lot of things too that people miss out on, um, especially when it comes to their relationship with God. You know, at times, you know, people feel like they have to, you know, put on a full out worship so that that way God can see, you know, your heart is towards him. But sometimes people mm-hmm. miss that gratitude is a type of praise to the Lord. You know, and, and what you just shared in the eyes of God, that is worship to him. You know, when you bring to remembrance what he has done for you, that is something that really moves the heart of God like anything else, you know, and, and a lot of people miss that. You know, if we go back to the, the scriptures, there are times when the Israelites, you know, God would bless them, bless them. God would rescue them from the enemies. Right. And then <laughs> not even a whole like 24 hour later. 24 hours later is like they're saying yeah I want to go back to Egypt or how come God did this you know God didn't do enough for us you know so they weren't grateful um for the things that God had done for them and and that really Mm -hmm. you know I think it's human nature though right it's like you know I've thought of moments where I've caught myself in those moments and I'm like wow like yeah like the flesh when you're just like why (laughs) why yeah yeah Right? It's, it's, it's like it's like the flesh always wants the next best thing and so that that's why it's so crucial for us to like you said practice to have that perspective of being grateful because if you don't you're gonna always find yourself unsatisfied nothing will ever satisfy you like for example maybe you know some of our listeners you know they've been praying and trusting god for um a godly companion right mm-hmm. but then let's say he ends up bringing that godly companion to you you will soon find out if you're not practicing gratitude you're like oh my gosh this person is so annoying you know and you you feel like you're like fed up with that person but Mm -hmm. when you're able to just practice gratitude that really keeps you balanced that just really keeps you at peace you know and so that's so good (laughs) thank you for sharing um katie Uh, (laughs) um one of the things that i want to mention you know um i'm really focused on that particular scripture psalm 23 Um, verse one something that maybe some people did not recognize is that the previous the previous chapter right chapter 22 david Mm -hmm. seems to be the complete opposite of how he's reacting in chapter 23 so in psalm 22 verse one we hear david saying my god my god why have you forsaken me and then literally the next chapter he's like the lord is my shepherd i shall not want (laughs) you know and they're just only one chapter like difference and i and i feel like at times we may feel like life is over for us in our in a particular season but then again in that specific season where you feel like life is over that's when god is going to give you that biggest you know song of praise in your heart towards him you know that biggest song of victory you know because once you see what God did for you in that season where it felt like there was no sun, there was no sun that was going to rise again, then you're able to now be like David in chapter 23 yeah. say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I feel like I feel like sometimes we try to like fight certain circumstances from happening to us. But if we, like you said, practice a different perspective and we should say to ourselves, yeah. you know, what is God teaching me through this season or through this situation? We're going to be very confident like David and say, okay, God, I see what you were teaching. You were teaching me to trust you. 
you are teaching me about your faithfulness. You are teaching me. Yeah. And I don't want people to think because to be honest with you, I want people to I recognize, am, like know? I said, everybody is human. And like, I think sometimes we need that moment. Sometimes we need that moment where we just sit and you cry and you loathe for like a second. And you're just like, you know, you have those moments. But I think it's just how you come out of that mm-hmm. moment type of thing. Because again, we're, we're human, right? So we're flesh of the flesh. So you're going to have those mm-hmm. moments where you just you slip you know what I mean and you have that moment where you need to cry and you need to say like I just don't feel like I can Uh do this but it's just like you need to recognize like how how do you pull out of that you know where's your source you know what I mean what are you grounded to in those moments but I think we we have to recognize that it's okay to have those moments just don't stay in those moments right And I think, too, what helps us to not stay in yeah. those moments is, like you said earlier, be transparent about it to the Lord. Like, I, I, you know, I, you know, we should fear God, but I feel like to a point where there are groups of Christians that feel as if God is far, far, you know, mm-hmm. out of space, you know, that he's not near us, but he is near. And I feel, I feel one of the reasons why God said David is a man after his own heart is because he knew David was never faking with him, mm-hmm. you know? David was always just 100% with the Lord you know he always presented the good the bad the ugly to God and I feel like that's what God wants from us as well he wants us to know that he wants it all you know um, he wants us to be naked before him and so you know I, I do want the listeners to feel comfortable in front of, of God and to know like you said because they're mm-hmm. human because we live in a physical world you know this world is not heaven you're going to have experiences that really leaves you frustrated um, that leaves you heartbroken. But like you said, take courage. Um, just cry out to the Lord. And he's faithful like he did for David. He's going to sustain you. He's going to bring you back up again and give you a new song, a new um, song to sing out to him. Um, and I don't think there's any coincidence with the Lord. Because mind you, you know, in Psalm 22, verse 1, David was in agony before God. And these were the specific phrases that yeah. Jesus himself uttered when he was dying on the cross you know and then yeah and then right after that chapter we see David it seems like he had a God encounter after chapter 22 and he's like you know yes I was hit hard but yet I stand because God is my rock you know and God is faithful to bring me back up again (laughs) all right so I'm just being blessed right here by your um, your comments and I just give God the glory and how he really used you because honestly it's like every time you say something um, I have a follow up to what you're saying it's so cool so I thank God for that indeed I thank God for that um, now I just want to um, to go back again to the topic of trusting in God um, which I think is key um, this, this might sound like funny I try to make jokes sometimes, but I know sometimes, you know, okay. humor, you know, when people say beauty is in the eye of the beholder, it's the same thing okay. as humor. So I might think it's funny, but my listeners might not. <laughs> but um, yeah, but um, I, I feel like sometimes people think that um, human beings just come out of the womb, mm-hmm. you know, being married or being in a relationship. And that's not true at all. Um, every one of us, with the exception of mm-hmm. twins, came to the earth as a single you know and like nobody came out of their mom's womb all of a sudden pursuing relationships 
and that speaks volume to me so that means for most of the the early years of our lives God wants us all to himself God wants us all to himself why I feel like to again to train us up to mentor us like God him being a, a good and loving father you know he knows he can't really um, mm-hmm. force us to make certain choices and decisions because God is not a dictator right God wants us to choose him voluntarily but at the same time because he does have a father's heart he will try to do everything that he can to save mm-hmm. us from certain things that we didn't have to go through right and so I feel like it's important for people to really see it in that lighting that you're okay if you're single don't feel like being single is a curse don't feel like mm-hmm. singlehood is like a waste of time it's not a waste of time it's a sacred time and it's a time where God wants you all to himself right until he sees fit to share you with someone that's worthy to have your you know to have you as a partner you know and so it's, it's just really important for us to understand mm-hmm. the season of singlehood just like the season of marriage you know not one of them is greater than the other you know but in particular the season of singlehood is a time where god just really mm-hmm. wants to spoil us and wants us to himself would you agree would you say that 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 would be true like you know in that season yeah god just um, wants to yeah i would say that, that for sure and like i said i think um I for myself and again I'm just I'm only speaking from my experience and I would just say enjoy that time with him enjoy that one-on-one time with him because Mm -hmm. think of what it entails when you do get into the scope of like um I don't know a relationship with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or marriage your time kind of dwindles right you have to be Mm -hmm. um what's the word you have to be very strategic with your time because you have more on your plate but again when you're in that season of singleness you have a lot more time to do whatever you desire right so I say spend the time with God get to know him better get to know him deeper Mm -hmm. build your capacity and go after your purpose go after yourself I would say if I could go back in my past days and tell myself something I would say seek God first and chase yourself (laughs) and I know that sounds weird but I don't know if I'm I don't know how (laughs) you you get it (laughs) you know I get I get exactly what you mean. Yeah, pretty much pretty much what that means is that seek God first and as you're seeking God, Ex- he will light the path exactly. for you. Like, he will reveal to you who you are, your likes, your dislikes, right? right? Who you should connect with and who sh- you should not connect with because again, exactly. like, go after your dreams, guys. go after your you know, goals, like strengthen too. yourself, build yourself financially, yeah. build yourself spiritually, build your Do you know what I mean? Like that's just that would be my advice, <laughs> right? <laughs> right so invest in yourself yeah (laughs) and it's important because you know like later on in Mm -hmm. life if that is god's will for you you're going to be partnered with someone for life and the bible tells us you know iron sharpens iron so that other individual is going to want support from you but if you're coming into the situation right in this context of relationship and you feel like you yourself is inadequate meaning like you feel like you didn't work enough 
on your character or you didn't work enough on on your um purpose mm-hmm. to the point where you're not depending oh on my gosh that's so deep i think that's so whole, a lot of true there. like if you're you bringing know? baggage if you're you not know? knowing who you are if you're not knowing what you want out of life if you're not knowing if you're even supposed to be there and you bring two people in that scope or even one person that's like just wavering in regards to where they are what they're doing like that just brings strife and that brings issues and that brings problems but can you imagine two people who are connecting Mm -hmm. who are grounded in God who have chased themselves went after the things that they've desired and they're now looking to connect with somebody who are who is at their level who's sharpened to the capacity of like sharpening each other building you know what I mean just going up together rather than it's like okay so you're you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that <laughs> that's so true so I, I completely yeah. understand you it's like it's like in a sense it's unfair right it's like it's like this person worked hard on their self-care they worked hard in building themselves up personal development right and then here you are and you didn't really take any effort right to build yourself up so it seems to them like as if now they're going to have to take care of you more, teach you the ABCs, right? Oh, that's why it's important to bring, involve what God to into the partner that you're bringing do, in, right? right? Having so, discernment in regards to who, because amen. that's another that's another topic on its own. Amen. <laughs> but again, that <laughs> again, before you go into that realm of choosing somebody, you got to make sure that you ask God first, and like you see you seek mm-hmm. discernment in that too. So yeah, amen. Amen. And that's also good too. Um, because yeah. in a sense, it shows the Lord that you trust him enough as well. Um, yeah. To approve of who you choose as your future spouse. You know, it's just like it's just like in the physical world, right? When a young woman um is engaged or before she gets engaged, um, mm-hmm. the potential suitor approaches her dad and say, I would love to, you know, um take your daughter as my as my wife, right? But why is it that the young man does this is because to show a sign of respect yeah. right of honor to that young girl's um father and it's because she he knows too that young girl's father trusts him trusts that you know her dad would never give her up to someone yeah, that i just was not for me i just look to at it too it's her, like right? why waste was time <laughs> why waste time when you don't need to waste time so seek god first and spare yourself a headache <laughs> spare yourself trouble and just seek him first and ask for guidance and for direction in regards to that part of it because you can waste a lot of time (laughs) if yeah that's so true and that's so true and and i love where we're going with this and if you guys are listening um you can see the pattern here we're going back to trusting god we're going back to um see god as our guide Mm -hmm. to see god as the one who wants our best right our best in mind god doesn't want what's not good for us he wants the very best for us so make sure you see god as your best partner Mm -hmm. before that actual partner comes to your life um see god as the ceo right of your life like he just wants to take care of you he wants um to save you from heartache he wants to save you from wasting your time like katie said you know because he knows the future as well he knows your future he knows your potential. He knows where you could be in five years, right? But how will you know where you'll be in five years if you're not spending that time with him, which is also key. And I also believe, Katie, that 
um, I believe like in singlehood, when we learn to master our trust in God, um, he mm-hmm. then teaches us how to trust other people, right? He mm-hmm. teaches us how to trust other people or perhaps who we should let in, let into our circle, you know? Now, you know, something I also often share with the listeners, Katie, is that, you know, I don't know, like, why sometimes we feel as if God doesn't know um, what we need. God doesn't know what we want. And in the context, I want to focus on um, our future spouses, right? Sometimes, or maybe in a period Mm -hmm. of our, our life, we felt like God doesn't know the kind of husband we want, or God doesn't know the kind of wife that we want or need. Um, but again, like I shared earlier, I feel like mm-hmm. God knows exactly what's going to satisfy you in the long run, you know? And, um, I feel like if, if we carry this mentality where we don't fully trust God as our shepherd, right? The name David referred to God in Psalm 23. If we do not trust mm-hmm. God, then ultimately we will always be in want, right? We will never be satisfied. And, and ultimately as well. We kind of block even receiving certain blessings and yeah. opportunities that the Lord truly desires to Like for to me us, personally, you know? obviously, like I'm a little bit older now. I, I won't reveal my age. I'm, I'm like, I've, I've, I'm pretty sure I've said it in a YouTube video I've, I've done. But um, <laughs> in my younger days, I think that I, I took that, you know, I took that more into my own hands. Like, you know, this is what I want. Like, you know, this is I want this. I want that blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, as I got deeper mm-hmm. with God and as I got older, I got to the point where I was like, we're even in the transition Mm -hmm. of coming out of my long-term relationship or whatever the case might be. And I was like, you know what? I, I made a list, but it wasn't a list of like, it was a list of things of the spirit that I wanted. And then I kind of looked at the list and I was like, you know what? God, I just surrender it to you. You know me better than anybody. You know, the good, the bad, you know, every single thing. And I want you to just bring whoever you see fit that will suit me the best give me what you know is the best thing for me you know what I mean give me not what I want but give me what I need right and literally I'm I when I say that I got to the point where I was just like hands in the air I'm like I just want you to give me what you what I need and what you think is the best for me and again in regards to the person that I met (laughs) When I met that person, I saw so many things um, of God that it scared me, you know, but it was just like, I literally just surrendered it to God. I was like, I just want you to, to just give me your very best. And I just put my hands up and I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Like, whatever you think is the best for me, that's all that I want. And that was like the best, I think, (laughs) prayer, the best, like surrendering, just just surrendering that that element to God I think is the best thing that anybody can do because like I said he knows you best he knows who you are when even you know the people closest to you might not even know so who better to create that person or who better to bring that person into your life or than God right so surrender it to him and let him just bring to you exactly what it is that you need right Definitely. I know. Oh, so good. I can't believe, you know, an hour has passed, but it doesn't feel like an hour has passed. Um, but this just, it's just so good, you know. Um, and again, I just thank God for everything that he's taught you during that season, 
And um, I just love how too God always allows his word to manifest. You know, when God says in Romans mm-hmm. 8 verse 28, that he turns it all out for the good of those who love him. And we can see that he did it in your life. You know, like God doesn't waste anything. And even at times where we feel like we wasted time, if we do trust mm-hmm. God now uh, moving forward, he can redeem that time. And he can he can indeed multiply right? the blessing to a point right? where you're like, what? I Preach. Like I time. You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's important for us to always, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's important for us to always be encouraged. You know, maybe we messed up. Yeah, maybe we did this mistake. But if we continue to just pursue Christ and always remain um, focused on him and trusting in him, yeah. he is faithful to really multiply whatever thing that we lost, you know, and redeem it for us. And that's so good. And thank you so much for sharing that. And I just want to quickly just now touch bases on waiting and love, which is our subtopic. So pretty much we have the theme love versus less. And the subtopic for tonight is waiting and love. And, you know, talking about singlehood and self-discovery, we learned so far, Katie, we learned that, you know, single hood or like singleness is a season of discovery um, of self and as we you know are curious to discover ourselves we end up encountering God you know as we interact with the Lord in singlehood and as we interact with the Lord in season of singlehood Katie he then goes ahead and encourages us to trust in him so going back to the original topic which was um, love versus lust from what we've discussed so far, I feel like we can say love is a matter of trust, you know. Love is a matter of trust. And I feel like if love is a matter of trust, then that also means, you know, if we put our trust mm-hmm. in someone, that means we're putting it in someone who is trustworthy. And that person, that primary person to us is God. But when it comes to the context of another human being, if love is a matter of trust, then the person that we love, it tells us then that we trust that person, right? And so often what I notice, Katie, is that when someone is trustworthy, they also carry different like traits. And one of the traits that they carry are being kind-hearted, being loving, being generous. And I feel like if that person does not carry those traits, then I don't think someone like would be considered trustworthy right if they're unkind you get what i mean it's very like difficult to think someone who's unkind is untrust is, isn't untrustworthy and so these kind of traits they actually part partner up really well um and so yeah so but but i feel like it's the complete opposite when it comes to lust so i feel like a person who is operating in the spirit of lust does not have the trait of being trustworthy because why i feel like that person since they're operating in that spirit Mm -hmm. they're only thinking what is going to please me you know what's going to satisfy me um even if that might hurt the other person or the other member in that relationship and so from from that being said i feel like katie um similar to how trustworthiness is connected to a kind-hearted person or someone who is loving and caring i feel like someone who's walking in lust i feel like some of the traits that will manifest within that person is for example greed you know um i feel like if one person or someone has greed in their hearts 
that person is likely to not want to share with others or care for others, you know, instead they're going to want to focus on serving themselves or seeking something they don't have in other people. So I just want to hear your take on this, you know, like, um, have you seen this in play in any way, even if it was in your personal life or was or maybe it wasn't the life of someone that was close to you or perhaps even when it comes to entertainment or like in the realm of social media where you see these type of um, traits. Um, so yeah, like coincide. I think I was saying in the beginning that I think that my, again, my definition, I think that lust is something that's temporary. Um, I think lust is something that has an agenda and I think that lust is limited. Um, to be honest with you, in regards mm-hmm. to love, I think that that was something that mm-hmm. I was on a search to kind of discover, like, what the real meaning or what the true definition of that was. You know, like, you read in the Bible, you know, love is patient, love is kind. But I really wanted mm-hmm. to understand that. And from what I've drawn from right. that is that I feel that love is a representation of God and that everything that God embodies, that's the type of right. love that that is that's love right i mean he's god is patient he's kind so all of those embodiments Mm -hmm. i think that we need to the goal should be that we want to embody that right so i think that when i think of love i think of god so therefore when i think of somebody even say loving me or the way that i love i try to be a reflection of god if that makes sense right Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that makes sense (laughs) i hope that makes Mm -hmm. sense yes yeah no that makes that makes complete complete sense um as a matter of fact give me one second here as a matter of fact um i was also discussing in the previous episode first john um, verses 7 to 21 in in that particular passage it was explaining to us where Mm -hmm. love comes from and the writer says love comes from God and continued on to say you know God is love Mm -hmm. you know and those who come from God they know love because God is love and so that is true what you said I feel like because we live in a physical world um, we will never completely be without sin or we will never Mm -hmm. um be completely perfect within this Mm -hmm. flesh but however we could you know aim right aim to exemplify the love of god or aim to be like christ right who is our greatest example and so one of the things i feel like we could encourage those who are listening to this podcast is that we're not saying by any means for you to think that your suitable partner the one that you've been praying for the lord to bring into your life if that is his mm-hmm. will for you, that that he or she is going to be completely perfect. That's not what we're saying at all. But we're saying for you to also just use wisdom and to analyze if this person, right, is is this person like exemplifying, like Katie said, um, the love trace of God. Like, is this person patient when you're speaking with this person? Um, is, is this person kind? Is this person loving? Um, you know, is this person, you know, rejoicing in the presence of evil or is this person, you know, um, saying, no, evil is wrong, you know, injustice is wrong um, and so forth. Is this person honoring? Do they love honoring people? Do they love honoring you? What do I mean by that? Like, do they love to encourage you or speak truth to you or do they just go ahead and um, dishonor you? And speaking like dishonoring, I wanted us to also focus very quickly on the story of samson and delilah 
right? Because in the in the story of Samson and Delilah, we could also see a an image of love versus lust at play here. You know, you know, here's Samson. I feel like Samson. At one point, I would say he was in fact infatuated with um Delilah, but I do mm-hmm. feel there came a time where he did fall in love with Delilah. Um, but sadly, I feel like Delilah was operating in a spirit of lust. Why? Because it's like, in a point, he she only cared about what the Philistines had to um, give to her. You know what I mean? Like, she didn't even really care about um, Samson, you know? For example, like, when 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it tells us, you know, love does not rejoice in the presence of evil. Here we see Delilah is rejoicing in the presence of evil. When we see that love in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, it says, love does not dishonor others. Here we see Delilah, she's dishonoring right? Um, all of the intimate things that Samson shared with Delilah. Um, and I feel like that's very important for us too, um, as believers, to really study that passage, um, that story, just so we could see the two of these terms in operation here, love and lust, mm-hmm. right? So that way we don't get tricked or we don't get confused um, between the two. I don't know if you're familiar um, with it in, in in full, but would you would you say like you know you you understand where I'm coming from? Like, would you say that you feel as if Delilah wasn't really sincere um, in how he in how she was um, treating Samson? Would you say like she was displaying real love to Samson or fake love? Um, I think it was. Um... I'm trying to find the proper wording. <laughs> um, I think it was. Uh, I would say I think it was strategic. I mean, there was an aim to get something, right? Exactly. So and yeah. and 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 that already looks like lust to me. <laughs> so yeah. You know, and and that's so. I love that you said that. That's the thing. It it can be tricky at times. You know. Um. It can be tricky at times. That's the that's the thing right there. It's like it doesn't have to be too overly sensual, like we said earlier, like I shared earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to lust, right? It could be something very simple, and that's why I feel like when we study God, right, and like you said, when we learn and remember God is love, and um, when we study stories like this as an example to us, we can better differentiate lust versus love we can better differentiate um, fake love and real love. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, um, Katie, like in the case of Samson and Delilah, um, we could see, again, like love and lust in action. Like, for example, um, we can see like real love, right? Is not about one person or the other, but it's about us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no I in, in, in we, like there's no I within a relationship. Maybe in singlehood there was, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're to yourself. But even in singlehood, you do have company, which is the Lord. Mm-hmm. And also those that he leads to your path to disciple or to encourage. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to relationship, there's no I in we. So it's about us. And I feel like with the story of Samson and Delilah, Delilah, it was about it was about her, right? It was about me. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't about um, keeping Samson's best interest in mind. It was about what I can get from the Philistines, like what do they have for me you know Mm -hmm. and so I think it's important for us to keep in mind um that 
the better that we're able to differentiate between love and lust, the better that we can actually save ourselves from future heartbreaks or disappointments. And we can also see that love is sincere and genuine. But like you said, lust sometimes is very strategic, but it's not a good type of strategic. It's like a type of slimy or tricky, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. <laughs> strategic <laughs> um, manifestation of some sort. And um, I could also say like, I'd say like fake love, fake love is clearly the opposite of real love in that manner because real love, we know it's genuine. We know it's sincere. We know it's selfless in a way because you're always thinking about the other person, not just yourself. Um, But we can also say like, you know, real love is when the other person they value not only the other individual but you also respect yourself within the relationship you know yeah. I don't want people to think like once you get in a relationship it's like you don't exist anymore <laughs> you know? yeah exactly you still do exist <laughs> you you do exist you're still an individual but at the same time you also want the best for your partner mm-hmm. you know and I just want to pause right here and I just want to um just hear you out again um I love what the Lord has done with you in the past and I I love what he has done for you in this current season and at this time I just want you to share with our listeners um, if you don't mind because um, I do want to you know congratulate you because God has indeed placed you in a healthy relationship in a relationship where you feel indeed he has ordained and he has blessed and I do believe Katie you're entering a new chapter and if you don't mind I just want to share, I just want you to share with our listeners, um, what have you learned so far um, from before and after you met your your current um, life partner? Um, I would say one of the key things that I realized, and I think this is what it means about like timing and just growth. I think that if I had met this person earlier, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and I think timing is like, <laughs> is every- and I'm, I'm serious because I don't think that I had the capacity to, I don't, I, I don't think I would have had the capacity to fully walk out what it is to walk out. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there were things yeah. that I had to grow in. There was things that I needed to understand. There were things that I needed to unlearn about how I did things. You know what I mean? So yes. it just, I think that, like I said, I think that you have to trust God that everything works out, even though you can't see it. Because this, let, let me just be clear, like, this has been a, something that's been something that I've wanted a desire of mine for a very, 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 <laughs> can we stress the very, very, very long time? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? It's just like, don't give up on the things that you desire from God just mm-hmm. because you don't get it year one, year two. And like, I know people are like, come on, like, how long do you got to wait? But just mm-hmm. keep keep holding on keep consistent keep just trusting and believing that whatever you ask for you're gonna get it and mm-hmm. just be be like I said I would I think if I had gotten this situation earlier I wouldn't have been able to properly I wouldn't have been able to properly manage it the way that I'm managing it now but but now because God has blessed me with the fact that I have built a relationship with him I built capacity capacity with him that I'm Mm -hmm. able to understand things I know when to fall back in certain situations you know what I mean like all of these things take time for you to grow in so you know I'm not as I wouldn't say self-centered but you know when you're like younger or Mm -hmm. you don't know better it's like I'm right I'm right type of thing but you learn that there's always 
come to a middle ground that you need to you, you guys can talk about things you know what i mean that you don't have to art like you know what i mean so i just think like you said singleness is a time for you to just really grow in god and as you grow in god god teaches you things about yourself he teaches you how to love he teaches you how to care he teaches you how to treat people like all of those things that we don't really think happens it does happen in that time that you do devote to god mm-hmm. um so like i said i i'm grateful for where i am right now because i know it's something that I've had conversations with God time and time again for so I'm just really blessed that it's I'm in that season and it, again it's just the beginning of that season it's not the <laughs> ending because we know everything in life takes work and it's a journey so yeah amen 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 and I love that you said that word journey I love that word um the, one of the cool things that you know I was able to do with my initials is that um for every letter you know it symbolizes to um, key things that I feel like the Lord wants me to just continue to share with other people to help them to be um, knowledgeable on these topics and one of them is journey so the J and JLP also stands for Jesus and also journey you said something that was very key life is a journey and every season as well is a journey and some things I feel like we sometimes miss is that there are particular blessings especially the bigger blessings god will always prepare you for them it's a process Mm -hmm. between um the waiting right and the promise you know and sometimes it's hard for us to hear that word waiting Mm -hmm. because you're like you're like how long am i gonna wait right um and i feel like can you imagine like they always say like can you imagine (laughs) god has something super great for you and he gives it to you before you're out of of, of a capacity in your life to really handle it properly so therefore you you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you make a yeah. mistake with it or you, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I don't know. I've just come to learn that, like I said, I think that God is very strategic and I think mm-hmm. that he prepares you for the seasons um, that are ahead of you. And you should, and I've, I'm learning that like, I have to just stay within that process, even though I can't, mm-hmm. I don't understand stuff sometimes, but just to understand that it's, it's preparation Amen. for what's to come. Right. Amen. And like, you know, I love that, you know, you, you really love the word of God. and You always um, just share the word of God, even online on your social platforms. And one thing I, I feel like I want to um, share with our listeners is that we have to, again, go back to the word of God. Because why? The word of God shares many, many powerful testimonies of people who had to wait on the Lord. Right. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that we titled this Waiting in Love. And the reason why I title this Waiting in Love is because I want people to understand um, that waiting in love means waiting in God. Sometimes I feel like the phrase waiting on God makes people kind of say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I'm tired of this. You get what I'm saying? But I feel like if we can, like, have that perspective that we're waiting in love, meaning we're waiting in God, like, we're in God himself. Like, we're hidden in him. And so the fact that we're hidden in him, God is revealing us all of himself and he's revealing us the blueprint of of life and also our personal life mm-hmm. and so i just want people to sometimes to spend time in the word of god read the story of joseph read the story of david these were people where god gave them big promises mm-hmm. and he always spoke to them about their destiny prior than like it ever happening. Like they, all these men, Katie, had to wait until they were 30 years old to finally see the manifestation of the promise. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say it's because God wanted them to like suffer <laughs> before they received the uh, promise. But I feel like one of the things that God does 
um, before giving us a promise is that he's building our character. Yeah, like, I mean, even look at the story, which I think is so... I look at this as when I need a point of reference, the story of Joseph. Mm-hmm. Like, from where he started to where he ended up, mm-hmm. and that took years. <laughs> years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think of that story and that journey. And that's sort of how, how I, not that's how I look at life and just the journey of like where you start off, like, mm-hmm. you know, how God births you and like sometimes hides you and grows you and builds you and builds your capacity. And then when he, when it's the right timing, he opens you up to people that are going to bless you and take you forward. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think everything that God does, and I think it's shown throughout the Bible, everything is a journey and everything is a process. It's it's a refining process. So for a lot of the stories that you read, it's like he refines people and then he Amen. brings them to, you know, to and that. I think, yeah, right. What you said. And I think too, mm-hmm. it's necessary. That process is necessary because it reveals value. You know, there was an archive episode we did and I was like letting our listeners know like value needs patience and character needs truth God has mm-hmm. to test to see if we trust him indeed and if we if we trust him enough um to actually you know take good care of what he's going to bless us with you know you yeah. know you know God is never really going to give you a blessing that he knows within yourself you're not ready for because he mm-hmm. knows if he gives it to you prematurely you're going to destroy that blessing exactly you know and that's not his intent for you to to destroy the blessing or the blessing to destroy you in a way because sometimes something is good for you right but if you receive it without developing in that area right where god wants you to really be strong in, that blessing could overtake you you know that responsibility Mm -hmm. could overtake you and that's so good that's so good what you shared and um another thing i just wanted for us to highlight is that you know we were talking about earlier the the story of adam and we were talking about how adam was obedient to god right would you say katie because adam was obedient to the lord and because he was able to take instruction would you say too that was pleasing to the lord like he was pleased with adam and then that perhaps might have been what led god to say in you know genesis 2 verse 18 it is not good for men to be alone Oh, I mean, okay. I, I, for me, uh, like, I think that I would look at it in the sense of pretty much going back to what we said that God knows what you need sometimes, even before you ask it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because we're in the world that we're in, that we have to, in order for God to do certain things, we got to ask Him, right? For Him to be able to step into that. But I do Mm -hmm. believe that in that story, I think, like you said, he knew what he needed before he even knew what was going to be needed, right? And so he provided that for him in that season, if that makes sense, right? That makes complete complete sense. And um, I think it's all about that intimacy again, although like not everyone is in the same level um, faith-wise, but Mm -hmm. I feel like if God sees the intimacy is there... um, he is able to like kind of like reveal certain things to you and you too in your spirit sometimes you can know whether you're ready or not for a new you know a new season or like a new blessing um because i've heard mm-hmm. testimonies after testimonies where some people when you know they, they spend a time in isolation just to better seek the lord and then that's when the lord you know bring them their future spouse so it's possible 
that the more time you spend with God, you're better aware of yourself and what you're ready for, you know? And you could be confident and be like, okay, I know now I'm ready um, to be with someone because I've done the work. I'm whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done the um, healing, right? I've done the forgiving and so forth. And I feel like you can go into that relationship um, with freedom and you don't have any baggage. And yes, you're not going to be perfect and the other individual will not be perfect, but at least you set up yourself best for success, you know, in that in mm-hmm. that relationship. So I'm so loving this conversation. <laughs> um, it, it has truly been a blessing to me. And um, quickly before we close, I just um, I just wanted again to just share some scriptures here for the listeners again. First John four verse seven to nine, and it says, "For love comes from God. This is how God showed His love among us." He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. And then 1 John 4 verse 10 says, This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loves us. That's so beautiful, Katie. Yeah. You know, to know that God first loved us. And, and that is the love that actually compels us to love other people. And so... One of the things that makes me see sometimes someone who is ready for a new season and within this context, let's say relationship, mm-hmm. is when you see that person is always looking for ways to love other people. Mm-hmm. If you're able to seek out ways to love other people in your singlehood, I feel like that's that's a signal to me or that's a signal to other people to say, hey, this person <laughs> would be a good wife, right, one day. This person would be a good Uh, mother one day and for those of you who are single do know it's not when you get married that that's when you become a wife but even in your singlehood there's certain attributes of a wife that you already have that you already possess and if you're a young man who is listening as well there are certain attributes that you have while you're single um, that is going to go ahead again benefit you in in your future marriage and so which leads me to say this Katie I feel like you know, we don't learn to love once we are a couple, right? Once we enter in a relationship, we learn to love while we're single. We learn to love while we're cultivating that relationship that we have with Father God, Jesus Christ, and um, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, just to um, briefly quote here, Satan, Katie, um, back on waiting and love, would you would you say that you could describe like singlehood for you it was you just waiting in love like waiting in god um just pursuing the father and just completely surrendering to his will um like sorry so would i say that that season brought me that or like like would you say there was a point in that season because it's depending on how long it was Uh would you say that you finally you reached a point in that season where you felt like you were just waiting in love meaning you were waiting in God to the point where like you were good you felt a sweet serenity right you were just surrendered to the will of God mm-hmm. um I would definitely say that from I hit that point um see my my timeline of like my story or my history is kind of like it's a little 
what's the word it's the story is so long <laughs> to explain <laughs> and like the timeline of stuff mm-hmm. but i would say that for me i guess it was in the it was in the season of when god was really pulling me closer to him and he just started to teach me things he started to you know he started to to show me like who he was he started to make me start reading the bible more and kind of really getting deeper in his word he started to show me that i needed to like you know mm-hmm. you know watch certain ministries or like listen to certain things and sort of just like building myself in that regards mm-hmm. and it was in that time frame that like my trust got deeper and my faith got deeper and my self-love for me got deeper because i started to understand like who I was and what I represented and whose child I was and what I should yeah. expect right so my chest got bigger you know what I mean not bigger in the sense of bigger but bigger yeah. in like I know me I know what I deserve I know what I should expect I don't think that I should settle for anything less you know what I mean so it's mm-hmm. like when you get in God your expectation level increases you know what I mean and that was something Amen. that I I definitely learned my expectation levels of certain things just increase and therefore I got to the level of like I'm good and whenever you're ready to bring that person then I I'm gonna be okay right type of thing because I know I deserve more and I know I want more and I know who you are you're the king you're my father and I'm a child of God and so therefore I know that anything that you have for me is gonna be the best so I'm good with waiting for that you know I love that so pretty much your confidence grew because you knew your identity in Christ exactly yeah and and once you know your identity in christ you you don't want to settle for less exactly <laughs> but right. you know you know it's, it's it's challenging don't get me wrong like you said you know you, we live in a world where it's you don't want to settle for less but exactly. then and when you also see some you're like nah that's not it <laughs> that exactly. ain't it <laughs> exactly. you're able like to you, just like i don't like you right. I, you're like nope that's not it nope i don't want that either i'm sorry it, i'm it good so, it's so good that you said that because you know season the season of singlehood is a journey that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is it's a journey and so pretty much there's different phases in that journey for example Mm -hmm. there may be phases where you feel complete confident you're like i'm not settling for less i know god has something you know someone amazing for me but then there's also points within that season where where you're like maybe i'm being too picky maybe or someone's getting married and you're like why god why not me (laughs) we all let's be real we all have those moments right like it's like again we're flesh of the flesh so we all Mm -hmm. have those moments where we're just like really 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 you know so i don't think that's anything to run away from like we we all have those moments where we feel things because we're human we want certain things we want it now when we want it and like Mm -hmm. we have those heightened emotions of like you know why is it taking so long but i think like again you always just come back like no matter what you feel you can have Mm -hmm. that moment but it should always come back to like still knowing who's at the head of everything amen amen and i love that you said that because to me i feel like that's what waiting in love is all about you're waiting in in the love of god meaning you know even if you may not know all the answers of you know that pertains to your future right that pertains to your future spouse or that pertains to how life will look for you in five years or so because you're waiting in god you know that he is faithful to take care of you he is faithful to take care of you you know exactly um something i love about the bible is that time and time again it tells us blessed are they who trust in the lord 
So the Bible is not even saying that you're blessed. You're blessed once the blessing comes to you. But it's saying because of the fact you're choosing to trust in God, you're already blessed. So there's a promise that's attached to that. There's a promise that's attached when we trust God. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, he says in his word, right? He says he is trustworthy. He says even when we're faithless, he brings faithful. And so at the end of the day, I want our listeners to know that you trusting in God is not in vain. You waiting in love is not in vain. You know, it's going to bring forth the fruit that God himself is going to allow to flourish, that God himself is going to um, allow to continue to prosper and so forth in your life. And, um, you know, man, from that being said, Sadie, I would say pretty much as we develop the topic of love versus lust, and we, again, also dive into real love versus fake love. And we talk a lot about trusting in God because that's one of the main things that we discuss on the podcast because I know at times it's something that you know believers sometimes struggle with you know just really sincerely trusting in God and and seeing with blind faith like you said not knowing all the answers but knowing that because you're trusting God everything will work out you know better than okay and so I would say Katie uh, waiting in love I would say is waiting in God because God is love and because God is love, waiting in Him is not necessarily the same as waiting on. It means that God, meaning that so it is about doing life in Him and not apart from Him. You know, waiting in love is waiting in God, and it means that we're doing life in Him, not apart from Him. And so my prayer is that we would always find ourselves desiring to do everything for God and to do everything for his glory. And to know even when it comes to our future spouse, that we desire this person as well, because we want to glorify God within this relationship, or we want to glorify God in this future marriage. And my prayer as well, um, Kate, for you, I just pray that God would just continue to just bless your current relationship. Um, because I do believe we are in a season that's very critical, Katie. Like if we look at our world right now, um, it's like if if Jesus was not real right now, Katie, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that would not be in their right mind. Even people mm-hmm. who are Christians, they would not be in their right mind. But because Jesus is a reality, because Jesus is real, our hope and our confidence is in him. And the more darker we see the world become, the more evil that goes rampant, right? That's a Mm -hmm. sign to us that he is coming soon. And another sign the Bible lets us know is that God is going to pour out his entire spirit upon all his sons and daughters, right? And for me, I see that in a sense, he's talking about us, the church. But I also see it from this perspective. I feel like the Holy Spirit was showing me this as I was preparing for this episode. I feel that that particular verse right in Joel when it says God is going to pour out his spirit upon all his sons and daughters I also believe he was talking about godly marriages kingdom couples I strongly do believe there will be a rise in kingdom marriages in this decade why because I feel the time is of the essence for the people of God to prepare mm-hmm. for the ultimate bridegroom right for the ultimate husband is what and who that is that's Jesus Christ right our Lord and Savior and I believe that God is getting ready his bride, which is us. And so 
something I see that the Lord always does is that he manifests whatever is going to happen in the heavenly realms on the earth as well as assigned to us. And so I'm just excited for you, Katie, in the current season that you're in. And I just want to let you know that, you know, this is not a coincidence, but God has you exactly where you are in this particular time because God is raising up um, powerful men and women of God, especially powerful kingdom couples to really be about their father's business and to do greater works that Jesus himself prophesied in the word that we would do. And so I just wish you the best, Katie. And um, I just want to thank you again for this awesome, awesome conversation. I was so blessed. I was so tempted to like (laughs) do a part two, but I I just couldn't stop. I just couldn't stop. So I was like, let's, let's run through it. And so it was a pleasure having you, Katie. Um, I was blessed by your words and I just, praise God for the you know the wisdom that he has imparted into you to share with all of us and before we close out I just want you to take this time um, to really share with the listeners how they can um, connect with you and um, to really just share details about your ministry how they can support and how they can um, better get to know you so thank you again Katie go ahead and just let the people okay. know how well, they first can and connect foremost, with thank you so ministry. much for having me on your podcast it was a delight to have this conversation with you like I love hearing you and listening to you so thank you so much for this opportunity um, so where you can reach me is you can reach me on Instagram at Katie Pop Secrets um, or you can reach me at Spiritually Faithful and again it's just a community just trying to help people walk in with God given purposes giving motivation and just tools to just really go after everything and more that God um, has in store for you Um, this Sunday we're actually having a live um, at 3 p.m. basically talking about comfort zones and how comfort comfortability is basically your enemy so hopefully I'll have some of you join us for that live um, this Sunday. But again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It was a delight to have this discussion. So thank you again. You're very welcome, Katie. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And um, I can't wait to see what God continues to do through you and through your ministry. Thank and you. Again, thank you. Best wishes to you, Katie. God bless. All right, y'all. This was-